Hi friends, Brad here, the lead pastor of a new church called The Table. This podcast is a short insight to what we do every week, and we think that long, drawn-out messages lose meaning. So over the course of this podcast, you'll find questions that we pose to our people that they'll discuss in real time. And so we would love for you to find time to reflect on these questions as well. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and check us out at thetablejoliet.org. Hi. Now that you all know me a little bit better from that awkward, awkward interview. Um, is this on? Am I on? Yeah? Okay, good. Um, so this intentional year that I took has actually become something very, very important to me. Um, and it's been so fun because it offers an opportunity for me to talk to my students, um, which a lot of them are here. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Um, <laughs> and I think that when, well, I just want to say, I literally have never dated before. Like, this wasn't like, oh, I'm tired of being let down. I'm tired of being hurt and the breakups. No, I've literally never dated. And I think the reason that I never did um, is because I just had this really negative viewpoint on it. Um, about dating, about um, marriage, uh, uh, honestly about it all, um, because there is such a pressure and there's a stigma around being alone and loneliness, and um, that's like everyone's biggest fear is to be alone for their entire life. And I think that's why I had such a negative viewpoint on it. And um, just in this last year, and I actually, this last year, have walked through Paul, so, which is who we're going to be reading from today. And um, he just gets it. He understands. Um, a lot of the times, people will bring up Paul, especially if you're single, and they're like, read Paul. It'll make you feel way better about your life. Um, <laughs> but in all honesty, and all jokes aside, Paul understands um, singleness, he understands loneliness, and he understands pressure. And I think that there is a pressure to conform and to change who we are and to fit other standards when it comes to relationships and all the above. And that's the struggle, right? That's the pressure that we deal with. And um, so what Paul says to us today is this. Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. Each person should live as a believer in whatever, whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them. I am the type of person that worries and overthinks. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but I'm a six. I'm a loyalist, and my deadly sin is fear. So I overthink. Um, I worry, I problem shoot problems that don't even exist. <laughs> um, I spend hours laying in bed thinking about things that shouldn't matter um, and probably will never happen. And um, in my life, uh, the dangerous part about that is I miss out on the beauty that's right in front of me. Is because I'm so far ahead that I can't even see what's right here. And um, maybe you can relate. I don't know. And um, there have been numerous times in my life where I've tried to run faster than the pace that God has for me. 
And that's left me feeling frustrated, annoyed, agitated, you name it, I've felt it, with myself, with God, and with other people. But I think this is exactly what Paul's addressing here in what we just read, is the fact that we need to be content in our season of intent. Have you ever wanted something just so bad? Like, so bad. It's all you think about, it's all you talk about, it's all you dream about. And if you don't get it, or if it doesn't work out the way that you want it to work out, you just are like, okay, well, this is stupid. So then you take matters into your own hands, and then you begin to control things that you were never really meant to, con to control. And I had one of my students in one of our Bible studies, she painted this beautiful picture, and I was like, wow, you probably could do my job better than I do my job with this. Um, and she said, it's like we give God our heart, and we allow him to hold it for a little bit. But then when people and opinions and standards enter into the equation, we're like, oh, okay, God, let me just take my heart back for a minute. And let me just give it to this other person because they're providing what I need right now, and I don't really see you working. I don't really feel it. It's not really the result I was looking for, so I'm just going to take my heart away from you. And what happens when we do that is we end up disappointed, and we end up settling for what looks good in the moment. But what if, what if we just slowed down and allowed ourselves to sit in this season where God has you, I don't know where that is, but what if you just slowed down and sat in that for a little bit? Because it's in the waiting where God reveals who he says you are and who he calls you to be and why you are where you are and who you are, who he created you to be. And when we choose to sit and be present in that season of life that we're in, we'll live into and learn who God says we are and who he created us to be. So I'm gonna ask you a question and then you can talk with your friends around you. Introverts, do your thing. Extroverts, leave them alone. Um, what does being content in the waiting look like for you? In whatever season of life that you find yourself, talk about it. talked and shared. Um, we've been talking about being content in the waiting and all of that. And what Paul says next, I think, is literally my favorite thing in the world <laughs> um, because it absolutely just puts the icing on the cake for me personally and just what I've learned over the last year. Um, and it's this. You were, <laughs> you were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of human beings. I'm going to read it again. <laughs> you were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of human beings. In all transparency, um, over the last year I've kept a journal. 
and I wrote down my two biggest fears. And um, one of them was that I'm completely unlovable, which is absolutely just irrational. But um, the second one is that when I meet the person that God has prepared for me and designed for me, that I will lose my identity in him, in the relationship, and in my feelings. I'll compromise, and I will put aside my dreams, my values, my goals, all of those things. That's like my biggest fear. And I would rather be a slave to Jesus than a slave to another person. Um, I just would. <laughs> Jesus is so much better. Uh, and <laughs> I think we all can think of someone who has become a slave to someone else. I work with high schoolers, so I see a lot of dysfunction when it comes to relationships. And um, I had a student who was um, on fire for the Lord. She was seeking after him, going to Bible studies, showing up to everything, inviting friends. She was like just chasing after Jesus with everything in her. And she, um, over our journey of our friendship and, and me walking with her, she, we had talked about her struggles, and um, she struggled with her, like, I, her self-worth and just understanding um, that she's already loved because Jesus says she is, and she struggled to understand that he made her fearfully and wonderfully made and that he could love her as much as he does. And... You know, I walked with her through that and tried to help her comprehend that. And, um, it, and she knew that she found her worth and her affirmation and all of that in boys. And that was her big issue is she was a little boy crazy. Um, and so as I walked alongside of her through this time, she met someone, a boy, and... Um, she completely did a 180 and dropped off the grid. She uh, stopped responding to my texts, to my phone calls. She wouldn't meet me for Chipotle. Like, I pay, so I, I don't know. Um, I would pay for her, so. Um, but she completely just fell off. And her friends would come up and say, you know, like, she's totally changed. She's cut us off. She wants nothing to do with us. And Really, in reality, what happened is she became a slave to someone else. She compromised her values, her beliefs, to fit what this boy was wanting from her or wanted her to become. And I think we all can relate to that. I think we either all have a friend who we can say completely cut us off for another person, or we can just be straight up and admit it that we've all done it. Yeah? No? Um, but we've all done this. And what Paul is saying here is so profound, and it's so good if we can just sit in it for a minute. He says, you were bought at a price. That means that Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice for you. He died on the cross for you. He already says that you matter. He already says that you're good enough, that you're worthy enough. He says that you have immense value. He paid the ultimate sacrifice for you, and he gave his life for you. So for you to think that another person could 
potentially match that is absolutely ridiculous. You see, there's freedom found in feeling complete in who you are and whose you are. I'm sorry, I'm going to read that again. <laughs> freedom is found in feeling complete in who you are and whose you are. Let that sink in for a minute. I have grown up in church, right? And so over the last year, I can honestly say that I didn't really fully grasp this concept. Um, and I have found that my identity and who Christ says I am is far more than what I thought another person could provide for me. And um, I think that we have a tendency to sacrifice just to fit into the social norms. Um, and I just want you to know that you have immense value and God died on the cross for you and he says you matter and he wants what's best for you and in this last year it wasn't suffering in the waiting it wasn't not being content but it's the fact that you can honestly say that you believe that with all your heart and you know who you are in Christ and I just really want to ask you this question today and I want you to wrestle with this throughout the week, is what would it look like for you to be intentional with yourself and others in the season of life that you're in? What would that look like? What would it look like if you were to slow down and really be present in the season of life that you're in? Because you already have a God who says that you're amazing, that says you're loved, says that you're called, created you to change the world for him. Um, and what would it look like if you were to actually believe that? I'm just going to pray for us, and then we'll, we'll go into communion, yeah? Hey, God, thank you for today. Thank you that you are who you are and that you love us no matter what. God, I just thank you that you give us endless amounts of love that pours over so that we can love others. God, I just thank you for today and Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, can we give Katie a hand this morning? What a great day. Would you all stand with me this morning and say this prayer? We say this every week. Because remember, the table is for you, but it's also for the people that aren't here. And so pray this with me. Jesus, bring someone across my path who needs to know you. Give me the eyes to see them, the ears to listen to them, the arms to embrace them, and the heart to love them. You are amazing. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.